Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics. Sometimes I hypothesize about the cinematic universes in which they exist. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, I'm talking to my friend of several years, David Harnwa. David is someone that I met while I was working in a comic book shop while I was in college. I enjoyed his perspective as well as his fellow admiration for the DC universe. It's tough to find these days. David is the biggest fan of the Snyderverse that I know, so I thought it would be so interesting to have him on the podcast. So, we are here today to talk about the ocean that is the Snyderverse. Buckle up. Alrighty, and welcome to Cameron Reads Comics. Today's super special guest is the one and only David Harnwa. David, how are you? I am good. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I am so glad you're here. You're actually, you know, now that I think about it, you're the first I win to come on the Cameron Reads Comics podcast. Woohoo! Midwest, Midwest represent. Yeah, my man. You know, you know what's actually extra special is you are the only one of the guests that I've had who is who I've actually probably retailed comics to in the literal way. Like I get my oh, friends yeah. to I get my friends to buy books. I've never had them on and I've never literally sold them books. So congrats. Yeah. Um I'm so special that way. Oh, you are. You you're the most special. Um <laughs> Before we get into all the Snyderverse stuff we're going to talk about, sure. uh, I, I want to talk to you about your relationship with the medium and and uh, I guess just some bona fides and just how we've gotten here. So first and foremost, how long have you been reading comic books? Oh, God. Um, I th- Well, dedicatedly reading probably since around 2009. Mm-hmm. My I I am woefully behind right now because I've switched out. Like I'm a. We don't have to keep this PG here, do we? No, 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 no. Great, perfect. Um, I am a slut for variant covers. Oh, so, that's different. That's okay. So like, there's books that I read, but I get all the variant covers for them, and then mm-hmm. when I actually read them, I go to pick up trades. But I am so behind on my trades right now i really need to get caught up um but yeah i i i had a couple of friends um adam Osterhouse, otherwise known as Osti, and josh wasta um who were sort of people that were kind of my gateway into starting to read stuff yeah um and uh and yeah it was 2009 i think because it was um the one of the things that I was reading right off the bat when I started a pull list was the X Force run that they were doing at the time. Is that the 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 Uncanny X Force Rick Remender run? Uh, I don't think it was. I don't remember if it was Remender, but the team was Wolverine X Twenty Three, uh, Wolf's Bane, and Warpath. I I um, never read it, but I I hear the Uncanny X Force run around that time is supposed to be like one of the all times. It was it was a really good run. It was a good story. It was a lot of really gorgeous artwork. Um, and yeah, that was one of the first books I was reading. Uh, and then I, at some point got down a really deep rabbit hole on Batman. Good. Yeah. That was a deep, deep rabbit hole to dive into. Um, so who's your favorite character then? As, as long as you've been reading, even it could be outside of that. If it's not like, I don't know. Oh, it's Batman all day, every day, all day, every day. Oh my gosh. You know, speaking of. Oh, we'll get we'll get into it later. Actually, there's a new. I'm sure you saw some of the photos that were released today from the fa- flash set about Batman. Yes, yes, I did. We'll talk about those a little bit later. But oh, that yeah, is sure. what a good little timely nugget we have to to talk about. Um, yeah. So, actually, aside from comic books, and I told you we we're going to get into this. Please tell us about your relationship with Sherlock Holmes. Oh, and what sure. are you up to in in that universe? So. Uh... To sort of preface why I do what I do, um, in 2013, I had the opportunity to play Sherlock Holmes on stage. Mm. And uh, when I got done with the show, I decided I wasn't done with him yet. 
which led to the creation of a podcast that I do called I am lost without my Boswell. And um, the conceit was at the time, because I was growing my hair back out, I wanted to be able to play Sherlock Holmes, but I wanted to keep my hair and my facial hair. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I could do this online. It'll be great. And it's sort of quickly snowballed into this idea of I could do it all online. I can make it entirely volunteer and I can make it international. Uh, so my, my whole thing is I don't care where you're from. If you can give me something that sounds decent, we're golden. So the, the plan is to do the entire Sherlock Holmes canon, all four novels and all 56 short stories. Oh, wow. So I started doing this in 2014, but the end of 2019 and then 2020 happened and yeah, we're still, people are still sort of getting their lives back on track a bit. So I've got two episodes that are in progress. Um, I'm waiting on a, a couple of people to get me stuff. Uh, but yeah, we've produced nine of them so far. And the farthest way I've had somebody from is Australia. Um, I've had a few people in Canada and I have almost all four corners of the U.S. I haven't had anybody from the, the Pacific Northwest of the U.S. yet. That's um, awesome. But at some point, I'm sure it'll happen. And then all around the Midwest and a bunch of people from Iowa. Yeah. Um, so it, there's myself and I am the founder, director and Sherlock Holmes. Uh, there's my friend Jens Peterson, who's my Watson. Um, so he's the, he's the other sort of permanent member of the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got a few recurring actors. Uh, one of them is out in New York. He's my inspector Lestrade. Um, and, uh, another one's out in California. Who's my Mary, uh, Watson. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a really great time. And I, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of really talented people get involved. And, uh, if you want to find us, uh, you can find us at, I am lost without my boswell.com. Um, or you can look us up on Facebook. Uh, just look that up and you'll find us. Um, I know all of our stuff is hosted on the website and through SoundCloud and you can find us uh, on iTunes uh, if you look that up too. That's awesome. That's, and is that, I'm sure the, the answer is yes, but is that, do you think your affinity to Sherlock and your affinity to Batman are related? Uh, I think there's definitely a tie there. Um, yeah. Uh, cause I mean, certain elements of Batman are certainly, you know, definitely inspired by Holmes, of course. The, the, the detective work. And, uh, I mean, even I could, you would probably even argue that things like having all the weird arcane knowledge that Batman has about this, that, and the other thing is a very mm -hmm. Holmesian trait. Cause you know, Sherlock Holmes, you know, knows about all sorts of random crap that is like, why do you know that? Cause I have to know it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I think there's definitely a link there that is not a coincidence. Is that okay? So just going more into Batman, uh, you know, w with every writer, there's a different take on, on you and, and there's character traits that they enhance, like about, you know, that character to propel this type of story they're trying to tell. So for Frank Miller's Batman, it's very much a gristled, uh, almost, I want to say like Odysseus kind of like Odyssey where he's an old man getting going back to Ithaca and da, 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 like all the it's, it's just more, I wouldn't say that book is a mystery book, you know what no. I mean? But, but something it's like, not, it's not a mystery. Like hush is a mystery. No, it's not like hush is a mystery. It's not like a, a long Halloween. And so mm. my question is, do you find yourself like your favorite stories of batman or your favorite kind of characterization of batman is more in tune to the mystery one or um i don't know i don't know is that that's necessarily the case because i mean sometimes it's just the sheer brute force will that he has that is entertaining to read yeah i mean you get things like when damien uh got killed and he had his you know single-minded quest to bring Damien back to life yeah and you know all like you see all the things that he gets up to especially like what he does with Frankenstein during oh, that yeah. that story arc um that's really entertaining to read but then I mean yeah you get things like Hush where it's like yeah if you want a good detective story that's a really good one to read yeah um so I suppose as long as it's written well I like you know enjoying Batman because I mean Court of Owls yeah <laughs> like that whole thing like that's that's great but that yeah. story gets really bonkers at points but it's Absolutely. so good and like as long as it's you know fun to read i i like you know reading batman 
Yeah, no, I feel you. I, maybe I was trying to find a bridge where there wasn't quite a bridge, but it's also like, you know, I, it's interesting. I think, I think, you know, when I think about my favorite kind of takes on Batman, it's very much that one of, you know, it, it's, I like it when the stakes are a little bit low and it's just him and Gotham and, you know, the, I, those are some of my favorite stories. So I was like, sure. oh, maybe. Anyways, anyways, so let's get into now the Snyderverse. And uh, will you actually briefly describe uh, your relationship to, actually, no, before we get into that, I wrote I wrote a lot of, I was like some questions, obviously. Sure. So my first question is, before we get into Snyderverse proper, do you have like a relationship to DCEU fandom like before Zack Snyder? And then do you have a relationship to Zack Snyder's previous body of work it, were those things separate and is, did that uh find your like kinship to that like were you a huge watchman or, or dawn of the dead fan uh um so i let me let me say that i never did not enjoy myself at a Zack Snyder movie mm-hmm. i always i always had a great time i remember seeing dawn of the dead back in the day i went with some friends of mine and zombie movies aren't normally my thing, but some friends were going and I said, sure, why not? And so we go see Dawn of the Dead and it got to the part in the middle when Richard Cheese's cover of Get Down With The Sickness starts playing. Mm-hmm. And I was on the floor of the theater laughing because <laughs> it was just the funniest thing I had ever seen at that point. And it was so good. And yeah, I, I saw Dawn of the Dead in theaters. I remember seeing 300. I saw Watchmen. Um and I thoroughly enjoyed all of those. So I, any time I have watched his work, I have enjoyed it. Um, the DC, like the DC f- films, because the DCEU itself yeah. really starts with Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, so before that, I mean, I, you know, saw, I I owned the, the Nolan trilogy. I had, you know, obviously seen, you know, the Burton and the Schumacher Batmans. Um, you know, I had seen all of those at least a couple of times, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, I mean, I, I had certainly seen them. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then man of steel came along <laughs> and yeah. even, then, and I, I don't know if this sort of ties into one of your questions, but we can, we can bounce around. No worries. Yeah. Well, it's just cause with what the the hook didn't really sink at first like i saw man of steel and i saw bvs and um uh the year bvs came out i remember being in the store and uh it had released on blu-ray and i was like you know i really feel like i should own this and so i picked up the ultimate edition and i was going through watching it and uh, Screen Rant had done a really, really good list because they did it for that and they did it for the Suicide Squad Extended Edition of uh, the the differences. And especially for Ultimate Edition of BVS, it's like, okay, <laughs> this is all the stuff that got added back in so you can kind of track what was happening. Yeah. And um, they explain like some of the scenes getting reordered so it made a little more sense. Um, and just, well, not made sense, but the flow was a little better. Um, and it was really after watching the extended edition or the ultimate edition and um, and watching it a couple of times and seeing people talk about it and really sort of really growing to appreciate what was happening in that movie was really just like, oh, this is something that makes me really happy. Yeah. And uh, it's something that, you know, I, I have a great, great affinity for at this point, BVS and Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think, are my my top of the mountain right now. And then Man of Steel and Wonder Woman are right below that. Oh, that's so funny. I'm like, it's, you know, we I, I do think I want to hear your rating or maybe that could be another episode some other time. Because I think <laughs> I'm like the it's so interesting, like the the variations of DC movies. And I think that's something I'm really I'm really interested in now is like how to, what's the scale and like, you know, I mean, how diverse the just all of those yeah. films are. It's so, yeah, well, and I mean, even something like Shazam, while generally speaking, a more family friendly movie, yeah. you get scenes like the boardroom scene. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, oh, that's right. This man directs horror movies, too. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. There it's it like, is. There's the horror director. Yeah. Oh, my. I was like, I'm not old enough. I, we saw. OK, so for the fans, I saw Shazam. Not that we won't get too far into this, but I, we, I saw Shazam next to Rob, who owned the comic shop I worked at. Uh, his, I sat next to his daughter 
and she's like a teenager like and so that came on and i hate scary movies like uh Mm -hmm. it's i watch them because i think you know there there's good horror and then there's just scary and i'm like i don't like the scary i'm like there's good horror and i could watch that um that scene happens and I like turn to her and I'm like, are you okay? And she like shrugged. She's like, I'm fine. And I'm like, ah, internally I'm, <laughs> I'm asking about myself. <laughs> like, I'm just dying. I'm like, it's okay to not be okay right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so then now, how would you describe uh, your relationship with Zack Snyder's footprint in the DC entertainment universe? Because you're, if you're saying like, I also want to touch on the fact that I really agree with uh, what you're saying about the ultimate edition, because I think yes. everyone amongst the fan community, and it's pretty unfortunate that like it, it had to be like this where it's like, it's, it's a much better movie. Yes. You know, just, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen like on Twitter, especially because Twitter is where I see a lot of like my, my DC related stuff. Yeah. of people going like oh i finally sat down and watched the ultimate edition and went why the hell didn't they release this why yeah. wasn't this in the movie that came out um yeah i i i have seen that come up many many times and there are still some people who after watching it don't go for it and that's that's perfectly fine i've got friends of mine who i know will never watch it yeah uh, because they didn't enjoy the experience of watching the theatrical and they have no desire to go back to that and that's their prerogative you know, I just don't want them to be jerks about it. That's all. Yeah, no, and that's not that's not unfair. And it's like, you know, in, in their defense too, the way I think about it is like, man, if you if you need three and a half hours to tell the story you want to tell, it's like there's not, you know, I just don't have three and a half hours. And the it's been hard to try and get myself to watch the Zack Snyder's Justice League just again because I just can't, you know, I don't I don't have the time to I can't I can't do it in one sitting like I could the night it came out. Sure. Right. Well, and that's the nice thing about it being divvied up the way it is, is yeah. you can easily go, oh, I was on part three and just jump right back there and you're good. And you know, oh, I love that movie, but uh yeah, so I yeah, I went I wanted to touch on the ultimate edition. And then on top of that too, like so would i'm like i'm trying to think of like the way i think about it is i don't personally i didn't know i don't know if i entirely agree with the way that i agree he should have been the one to helm the universe i was like ah, oh, like i don't i don't know if that's what i want you know what i mean i don't know if it just comes to again like we're saying with with uh, representations of characters and I don't know if I t- agree with this take and that's okay you know what yeah. I mean I have other takes of Batman and like he emphasizes the way I, th- I see a lot of it is you know directors and story and writers will emphasize one p- character trait about Batman and they'll enhance it for obviously their narrative and I'm like that's not what I would enhance and luckily I have 60 or you know 80 other years worth of comics where I could go check out every other take every other Batman story and so my question is, um, if I'm, I'm trying to word it, I wrote it down, but I'm like trying to put it together like how's in the mindset when I was writing him. No, man, you're good. Uh, with that, do you agree with his representation? Do you think he missed the mark at all? Or, or, or are you totally into it? Like, what is your perspective um, on his character representations? Sure. Um, are you are you wanting to talk like Batman specifically or just that's his, just, his characters in general? It's a very Batman's the easiest example. Sure. Take take it as you will. Um, so I know people sometimes get the word that gets thrown a lot around a lot about Man of Steel and BVS, especially BVS, is grim dark. Yeah. Um, which I don't think I, I necessarily agree with. I mean, they're certainly dark. I'm not going to deny that. But the the argument that I've made, and it was sort of one of the things that people talked about before um, Justice League came out. Um, I'll just call it Justice League 21 for the sake of clarity. Um, <laughs> was that the, the pendulum was always going to swing lighter. Um, but you don't you don't start in the light because there's, it's really hard to grow from that. Yeah. So you have to start somewhere where people have a chance to grow and evolve and learn. Mm-hmm. And so I think from that perspective, especially it's handled really well because Superman, like the whole thing with 
the story that Snyder was ultimately trying to tell um, and that the universe spun out of was he had this sort of five part idea that basically encompassed Man of Steel, BVS, Justice League, um, presumably Justice League 2 um, and like a second Man of Steel. And it's possible it would have been a six part because it depends on if Justice League yeah. would have been like a two and three part thing. But there's a lot of financial factors that would have, yes. <laughs> I mean, that were dependent on one another for that. Treatment. Yes. Um, but that being said, um, I mean, the the arc up into Justice League is these people becoming who they're supposed to be. And so mm. with Man of Steel, like, I'm really happy we didn't get Big Blue Boy Scout right out of the gate yeah. because that it's a place to end. And that's all, always where his Superman was going to end was being that Big Blue Boy Scout, that beacon of hope. And you get a little bit of it, but you see the struggle that he's dealing with. Like, I really appreciate that between Man of Steel and BVS, you're for Superman, you are getting to see how the world reacts to the whole power dynamic being changed because at, like they say he could destroy everybody if he wanted to but then the you know there's that whole conversation in bvs when they're doing that montage of him saving people where they bring up maybe he's just a guy trying to do the right thing yeah and that's what he's trying to do but all these people hate him for it yeah and you know that's that you know that gives something to struggle against but you know, you you work towards becoming that. And for Batman, um, I I love it. <laughs> I mean, Ben Affleck is my favorite on-screen Batman. Um, yeah. Because because the same thing with him is this is first off to this point, and it's technically I think going to change once the Flash movie comes out. But at this point, um, it is the longest serving Batman we've ever seen on screen because yeah. he talks about the fact that he's been doing this in Gotham for 20 years and he has lost his way um, for various reasons. I mean, Joker killing Robin yeah. was, was, you know, one thing that would do it. Um, <laughs> and, and I, I don't know if you know this and I don't remember if it ever came up, but the Robin that is dead in BBS is Dick Grayson. Yeah. Um, which some people have an issue with, but I, I brought this up on another podcast, but if you were going to do the Robins, you would need oh. a whole MCU's worth of movies just to do Robins. Yeah. Like you would need so much. So there's a compactness of storytelling there, which yeah. like, yeah, if you're going to make it hurt, Dick is the one that will hurt probably the worst. Everyone, it'll, because yeah. also people don't know, like, I think you're right. And it's like, we don't even quite need to do all the Robins, but I, I don't know how you feel about this. And people might get up in arms and I don't mean to step on toes, but I'd say Jason Todd is a C-list character and he didn't get popular until after he died. And so there was a reason he yeah. got killed and it's because people hated him. Yeah. And, and when we when let's just talk about like fundamental, just fan base in general, if the public like the public, okay, if they know who Robin is, 99% of the time, the only one they know is Dick Grayson. Yeah, or it's either Dick or Tim is usually the, the go-to for who people think of Robin. I sure and, hope so. Tim yeah. is my boy. So um, but but I mean with that Batman, you know, there's already the the sting of losing Robin. And um, and presumably, I think this. I can't remember if this got confirmed, but the idea was that the reason Wayne Manor is burned down was because that's where Joker killed Robin mm. oh, was in it. the manor. And that's what burned it down. Um, so that's a kicker. Yeah. Um, but then Superman comes and just upends everybody's worldview. And that's what spirals Bruce down into this really awful place. And by the end, He's pulling his head out of his ass and realizing that, oh, I would, well, because, you know, especially, and people, it's been a running joke for five years now, but the Martha moment. Yeah. When Bruce finally sort of snaps out of it and realizes just how far gone he has become in this just mad quest he's on. Uh, 
to hurt somebody who didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and like his, his redemption arc after that, that you see in justice league with him trying to atone for that and be better. And like, he knows that everybody needs Superman. Yeah. Um, and you know, you get wonder woman who, you know, finally gets inspired to come back out of the shadows. Um, which I, I think is great. Um, and I, they sort of retcon that a little bit with Wonder Woman 84, but yeah, I've sort of headcanoned all of that to sort of make sense. It does. Um, yeah. Um, and then when you get to Justice League, you get Flash and Cyborg and Aquaman. And, you know, Aqu- uh, Cyborg especially gets probably the biggest change because uh, Ray Fisher himself has said that in the Justice League 2017, there was one scene that wasn't reshot of his. And that was the scene on uh, the rooftop uh, when they're talking to Gordon. Yeah. Otherwise everything else that he did was reshot. Yeah. And he had, and he had nothing to do in that scene. Yeah. So it doesn't Um, make a difference either way. Yeah. And then, um, so, I mean, you get a much better characterization of cyborg. He's a much more full character. Uh, Aquaman, I think is much, I mean, well, all the characters are handled better. Um, (laughs) but I mean, you get, you get, uh, a more sensitive side to Aquaman because you, you see this trepidation that he has about everything that they're doing. Um, cause I mean, you get that moment with him and Barry where Barry says, I thought you didn't care. And he just goes, I never said that. Yeah. Like you, you, you see this, this shield that he has up this gruff exterior, but it's just because he's just he's worried about all of this and then the flash like he's still sort of that hyped up individual but it's handled so much better oh my um, gosh when he's not just a joke machine um or a quote-unquote joke machine um because it's so much less cringy so much less cringy um and yeah i just i appreciate all that because you because the whole arc and I'm sorry, this is a very long-winded answer. I'm glad. I'm glad I asked the question. <laughs> um, but the whole arc, like the whole arc of this universe centers around Superman and him being this inspiration for other people. And so, especially at the end of BVS, um, when he ma- when he sacrifices himself, you know, it's it's this beacon for all these other people uh to come out and you know step up and be better. And I, I really like that. Yeah. That's great. No, I, I like what you're saying. I, I, I like what you said about also the idea of Superman being the one that, or like the idea of these characters are becoming who they're supposed to be, which is, yeah. you know, it's there, there is a catch 22 to that. And I think that's kind of how we got to where we are, which is we also want to see them as we know them. And that's, yeah, that's the catch 22. And so that's the, the tough part. Um, well, and that's the thing too is yeah. like they will get there, but you don't exactly. You don't like this is if anything, it's a very extended origin story. It is, yeah, yeah. You, but you don't. For me, I'm glad that they don't start there because that's to me less interesting. No, now, I totally, they, I agree. If they get there, then you can challenge, challenge them when they're there. But we need them to become that before we can challenge it. Yeah, no, I, I told Joseph Campbell hero's journey stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't know about the Joseph Campbell stuff just because I don't know. But um, with I, there's a couple things that actually lately caught me off guard about that is because I remember as I was hearing about the movie coming out and everything. And after I saw like I, I'm ser- personally just like not into the nightmare stuff. And I was like, oh, oh man, nightmare. Yeah, a lot of people do. Like, I I feel like I'm the minority in all that. I'm like, Batman has a cape, not a trench coat. Let's all just calm down. Like, that's just me. <laughs> and so uh, I realized, though, because I said, I was like, I was trying to make it all work because my favorite ending, which I didn't even realize was in spoilers, but, you know, it's been out since 2017, technically. The My favorite ending was the setup for the Legion of Doom uh, and w- on, like, Luthor's oh, yacht yeah. and, like, all of that coming together. I was like, Oh, that is just so freaking cool. And so, um, I was realizing, I was like, I don't want it to be like injustice, the video game, because I was starting to see that be the influence catch 22. Like Tom Taylor, who wrote that is like now one of my favorite DC writers. Everyone should be getting the animated injustice movie. 
Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just saw the images for that. Amazing. And so I'm like, Ooh, all of these things are super great. Um, catch that's all catch 22. Cause even going back to something you were saying earlier, uh, I like the idea that Superman is Batman's favorite hero. You know what I mean? Like I love, and I think, I think what you're saying and, and eventually what Snyder did show was that was the case, you know, yeah. like eventually it was going to get there, but we weren't there yet, obviously. Yeah. And so, uh, with all that patient <laughs> people were and yeah and you know and in defense of those people too i do think there's a little bit of justification there but sure. again I, I understand their argument i'm yes. just not on the same side of it yeah, of course of course and also let people like what they like you know what I mean? well it's yeah easy. i the, the counterbalance the the counter i usually think of to that argument is they gave tony stark 10 years oh literally yeah to become who he because like iron man won tony was not the Tony at the end of Endgame. Of course, of course. And now they, yeah, literally. Yeah. My favorite commentator says he. Uh, we had a hero that went from selfish to selfless, and that's yeah. literally the. the uh, you're totally right, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think I think seeing it, it's also so tough too because, but also so rewarding because we did and didn't see the the fulfillment of Snyder's vision, you know, yeah. and so I think that's what made. His 2021 Justice League. So, it, I I was telling my buddy, and I think I told this you to you when we talked about it. It's just it was our end game. It was like oh my gosh, because mm-hmm. I think you and I are both fundamentally DC people, like DC yes. over Marvel, and that's a rare breed. So God bless your soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I just. I realized I was like, I started reading more comics and I started seeing his influence because lately, I don't know if you've ever read the Grant Morrison Justice League run. I I, uh, I don't remember if I have. It's uh, the first white, like first new age appearance of the White Martians. It's okay. they, the main story I'm actually rereading right now is Rock of Ages from there. And I didn't realize that that is such a huge influence on the movie. Like very tangibly, there's time travel, there's dark side there's the legion of doom it's all coming together and i did not see that as i, I was know watching. there's some grant morrison all-star superman influence on man of steel oh, especially yeah. in some of the dialogue because i know the um uh you uh, they'll join you in the sun oh, sort yeah. of thought is is from that that's exactly yeah and so it's um so see, realizing that i like i, I didn't and also between you and I, I think I said this on another pod too. I realized I could never be in the the boardroom being pitched a film because when they talked about Zack Snyder's Justice League ending with Darkseid's head being cut off, I was like, "Oh, it's Steppenwolf's head, yeah." Or, yeah, yeah, Steppenwolf's head, yeah. Darkseid definitely yeah. still alive, but <laughs> Steppenwolf's head being cut off, I was like, "Yeah, no, that's way too dark. That's way too dark. That's way too dark." And then seeing it in in the film, I was like, "There's a perfect ending. Loved every second of it." Like, yep. It just goes. And we just- got to see Big Daddy Darkseid. And oh, so good. And Granny Goodness. Big oh, Granny, yes. I love her. I'm just like, I'm I stand Granny Goodness. But um, you know, it's I think one of the big, and you may agree with this. I don't I don't think fans know what they want. And so everyone wants to have an opinion. And it's like it's so hard because now we live in this space where this door has been opened since this, you know, uh since the Snyder cut was accepted as like, I guess. A viable option, I mean, because it wasn't yeah. for so long. It oh, was yeah. like, we didn't. Um, and that's probably my, that's probably my next question to you is, uh, let's get into it. How, how, what did, were you ever like formally part of the movement or was it? Um, I mean, I w- there, there are certainly names in the movement much bigger than myself, but I certainly tweeted my fair share of Restore the Snyderverse. Oh, okay. Um, I, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have a, a separate Twitter account set up just for when I need to do that stuff. So I don't <laughs> annoy my normie feed. With You're that. the best. Oh my God. Um, Cause I'm like, yeah, there's a bunch of people who aren't going to appreciate this, but I can yeah. just spam it over here and it's fine. Mm-hmm. So like that was the one I used for like the big event days and stuff. Um, so, I mean, yeah, from a technical standpoint, yes, I was. Um, I mean, I was tweeting it out. I, I would talk to people about it. Yeah. Um, especially when, you know, little things would come out, like finding out dark side was supposed to be in the movie was just a mm. whole. Yeah. Thing. Um, and I, uh, a lot of the fundraising stuff that they did, um, 
So the big thing that they did is sort of a, a fundraising thing. Uh, Cause I, I really got on board with it around 2019 was when I was really kind of on that hype train. Mm -hmm. um, but before that, when people were wanting to do things to sort of raise awareness and promote the idea of, Hey, let's make this movie happen. Um, one of the things that happened early on was it was a, a fund matching fundraising effort. So when people were doing billboards or like getting the banner to fly over Warner brothers studios or putting out ads or something like that, any amount they raised to do that, they made a matching donation to the American foundation for suicide prevention. And yeah. so that was something that got baked into the whole thing early on. And that obviously ties into uh, Autumn Snyder's untimely passing, mm -hmm. um, which was why that was the charity that they chose to donate to. Um, and then as time went on, one of the things they started doing was t-shirts. Um, and so there's, uh, oh God, like half a dozen or something that have gotten put out and I own all of them um, because one, you get a t-shirt and I love having t-shirts, but Good. two, um, all the ones that they were making and they've done other things too. Like there's a mug I have and some stickers and stuff that I bought. Yeah. Um, but when they, they were doing these all through a website called ink to the people and, uh, ink to the people is a fundraising website. So when they were doing all of these things, uh, portions of the proceeds were going to the charities. So I was more than happy to, you know, drop 30 bucks on a t-shirt if it meant that a donation was getting made to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which is an organization I can certainly get behind with some personal history in my life. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I proudly wore my Zack Snyder's Justice League shirt out and about one of the, like I said, like half a dozen I have at this point. <laughs> um, and uh, there's been a couple other ones that they did too. Um, um, there was, uh, actually one that just came in the mail today, which was, a a Borg life one that, mm. uh, Ray Fisher, uh, did. And that one was for a different charity. That one was for, um, I believe, uh, people with disabilities related to like amputation and stuff, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, for cyborg is a sensible <laughs> charity to donate to. You're totally right. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm laughing. That's very, yeah. you're, that's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then there was one that uh, some people did for um, there's been one or two they've done for uh, the release, the air cut movement for Suicide Squad. And those were uh, donations to veterans related charities. Yeah. Um, so you get to, you know, promote this thing that you want to do and raise money for a good cause. And at yeah. this point, I believe um, all the Snyderverse stuff, it's crossed. It's crossed the half a million dollar mark for donations. I think the last time I knew it was getting closer to $750,000 that's been raised by the, the Snyder cut movement um, for AFSP, which is, I'm more than happy that my money is part of that. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I'm glad you bring that up because I think, you know, when I think about the Snyder cut movement there, you know, there's two sides to it and, and I'd love to hear your perspective and feel free not to share if you don't want to, I think there is a part of uh, frankly toxic fandom there i do oh, yeah. i do i do think oh, and i'm yeah. like i don't i don't want to hurt set, again step on my toes but i do think it is a truth fact of the matter oh but yeah i love that you bring to the perspective and i think it is such a core reason is that you know it is about suicide prevention and is about like you know the one of the most personal things if you know the audience had known the the opening of Zack Snyder's Just League Cut in 2021, where he dedicated dedicates it to Autumn, and yeah, that at is the end, yeah, so special. And it's yep. like that is exactly you know what makes the the whole realization so much because it was marred by tragedy, and not even just in Snyder's life, but also in Ben Affleck's life. And like, yep, oh yeah, because he was dealing with his yeah after his divorce and his alcoholism, and like he was not in a good place. And yeah, yeah he that's... he felt very like damaged by the role of Batman and he like did not want to return to that. And so to see this, this thing realized and now uh, I guess supported and you know, it's, it's, I just realized is the best word because it was, yeah. we all got to tangibly see the potential that so many were waiting and petitioning for, which is a yep. good thing. Oh, um, yeah. So, and, and again, so I'm so glad to hear that you're, you're bringing up these charitable causes because I do think like, yes, it's, it's, there is some toxicity, but oh yeah, and that's in 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 any side of any fandom too, because I don't think the 
you know, I don't think the anti-Snyder people were very kind either. No, no. And there are, believe me, there are assholes on both sides of that. Exactly. And And the problem is, is that the vast majority of the people in, in the, the Snyder cut camp mm -hmm. are not like that. Yeah. The problem is, is it's that the, that squeaky wheel gets the grease problem. Yeah. You know, they're they're the ones making all the, you know, the, the assholes are the ones making the noise. And so they make everybody else look bad. I mean, a really good example of this for a long time has been the Star Wars fandom. Oh, and a lot yeah. of those people make the Snyder assholes look like Girl Scouts. Yeah. Like there is rabid, awful toxicity there. And I don't get me wrong. I have seen any number of Twitter beefs where people think they're, <laughs> doing the right thing or you know think they're defending their position uh well and they're not yeah and it's just a lot of eye rolling because it's like come on you're making the rest of us look bad like yeah, exactly it's yeah i think you're uh, the way you worded that exactly it's like you know no matter what like the the ignorant are the loudest always yes. and yeah. so um like i'm just a dude who bought a bunch of t-shirts and wanted to see a movie <laughs> That's what I wanted. You're like, hashtag Borg life. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I sent out my tweets, you know, for the big events, but I wasn't, like, getting into Twitter fights over nothing. Like, it's just, yeah. it's very frustrating to see. And with any fandom, it's like, yeah, you just, you don't want to see those people making you, making the thing you like look bad. Because that's one of the things for me is, like, this makes me happy. I just want people to let me have the thing that makes me happy, happy. Like yeah. I don't need people, you know, being jerks to each other over the stuff that they like. like I to- yeah. Yeah. Nobody I, to- I totally agree too. Cause I'm like, you know, really w- w- with all the stuff it's if comic, if good, if a good, like no matter what, and I will die on this hill. I think that the DCEU is in response to Nolan's Batman trilogy. I think the entire MCU is in response to Nolan's Batman trilogy because that just broke all the doors down. Busted sure. every that oh wow, this is oh, these can be really great stories. And so um thus my point is always if an MCU movie does well, all comic book movies do well. And yeah. so I would never wish that a Batman, you know, like my, my core character, I would never wish that a Justice League movie does poorly. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I would never yeah. wish for that. And so I think it's always so funny when people are like, oh, shut up. Or like they're on either side. I'm like, no, I want all comic book content to do well, because for me, that just means more comic book content. And yeah. that is a win. And I, I think the, I think the thing that you run into, and I think this is one of the things that, well, I don't think I it's pretty <laughs> accepted know. fact at this point, but like, you know, you're talking about the, the MCU. I, I think the problem that people ran into with especially man of steel and BVS is by that point, the MCU had already been going for a little bit. So people were sort of expecting a certain type of movie. If it was a comic book movie. Yeah. Um, and they didn't get that. And I think that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um, and, you know, Suicide Squad turned into sort of the mishmash that it became in terms of tone. The extended cut is better. Like, yeah. for me, like BVS Ultimate Edition and the extended cut of Suicide Squad are the movies at this point. Well, especially for Suicide Squad, like that's the movie that it's supposed to be. So that's the one I watch. But yeah, but yeah it's just people were people at that point have been sort of conditioned to expect a certain type of comic book movie after the MCU started when in reality it was trending much like really man of steel and BVS are trending much closer to what the Nolan trilogy was doing and nobody was complaining about those being too dark. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Although I brought up a point on another podcast when we were having a big Batman discussion about Batman begins and I, I just, it's something I had never noticed the first few times I watched it, but going through it again, because I rewatched all the Batman movies and we got to Batman Begins and I'm like, they talk about fear the way the Fast and the Furious movies talk about family. That is so I true. Just, that, especially in Batman Begins, that point is just hammered home. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just all of a sudden, you know, you're swinging back in the opposite direction and uh people weren't exactly jiving with that but there's a lot of people my myself included who 
after you know came or came around and we're just like yeah no this is really good i just didn't see it at the time mm-hmm. and now i see what is going on here and i appreciate it so much and it makes me happy yeah yeah no and i i agree and that's you know that's these also at the end of the day too like i don't and i think a lot of people feel this way about snyder is i don't think you know he's the perfect director but at some for me a lot of the times and whenever i review a comic i don't care if the the plot is 100 completely sound you know if i have yeah. fun reading it that is just the, that's and like i think that's really where i feel more uh about snyder's body of work i'm like oh like these are fun and like i stand dc's fight scenes like i think that they're the, the warehouse fight in bvs oh come on all time and so like good. but even you know i love like he was the visually i think one of the most wonderful and and this is a point where i can say because i don't feel like this is all comic book movies but that was actual adaptation that we saw and that was very special to finally see batman move the way batman moves in the books you know and it was basically an arkham game fight scene with a real person yeah and it's like yeah because yeah that is the the fightingest down and dirtiest batman we ever got to see and it's just like holy shit this yeah. is like that's one of the things i i will always say about ben affleck's batman is one of the things he will always have is physical presence because oh, yeah. that batman is built like a brick shit house yeah and like oh yeah no wonder people are sc- scared of this guy like yep you run into that and you will shit your pants like that is that is a terrifying man yeah and he is the kind of guy that's like, yep, that that guy would strike fear into the hearts of criminals. Yeah. That's what he does. Oh, yeah. It was I have I have no faults, you know, characterization, different story. But like the way he moved and the way he did it, I was like, damn, like that's so freaking cool. And so uh-huh. and that again, it's fun. And that's what that's what I'm there for. You know, so yeah. um, the, I, the dude who uh, who is the one who did that fight scene is a guy named Rich Citrone, who's been working with Snyder for years and years and years and so he's the guy who um was the stunt double for ben affleck um for that and justice league and yeah that dude is incredibly talented yeah he was the one who played um he played zeus in army of the dead oh i I haven't seen army of the dead i think i want to though i know i know i should like this thing i think because one of the other things too about Zack snyder just in his nature is like you you can't you know, again, his, his also, his fans don't represent who he is all the time, you know? And, and I think that's one of the biggest things that people need to pay attention to is like, go listen to any interview of, with someone that has worked with him. They oh, all yeah. love him. And he was on the Justin Long podcast. Uh, I forget what's off the top of my head, but it's a pretty good. He, I was like, it's, I'd love to just hear this guy just chit chat. Like I want to oh, hear, yeah. how are you like just in casual conversation? Yeah, the dude is beloved by everybody who has worked with him. Yeah. And like he's got a loving marriage. He's got all these kids that he, you know, thinks the world of. Yeah. Like he's just this nice dude who wants to make movies. Yeah. I'm like, and people just I I've never ever understood just the vitriol that gets thrown at that man. Because he doesn't deserve any of it. No, not at all. Not a bit. And I just it baffles me that people just seem to just despise him and i don't get it yeah i really don't it's unfortunate because again i I don't think it's a response to who he is because i'm just like wow you're and when you talk about going going back to craft i'm like you know again i don't i'm not in love with his scripts but when but when you go and look at like if you go he's he shoots in red all the time and if you go listen to him talking about the interviews. Number one, he has his own lens series. So all of those films and all those like filters and stuff for army of the dead, there was uh, that camera that got built. The red camera is probably what you're thinking of. So yeah, for army of the dead, they built this digital camera for him. It was the first time he had ever shot digital and it was the specially made, I think it was a 50 mil lens, Yeah, which is why when you watch it, it has a very specific, unique look when you're doing a lot of close up stuff. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah, nobody can ever fault the man's visual style. Oh, abs- absolutely. And so I'm like, I think that I think that's one of the 
made that that we see a lot of and especially you know in, in his justice league make i was like wow like it is that is a no matter what a striking film like well, and the the thing with his visual style and there are any number of people like you could find tw- tweet threads of all these comparisons that people have made because the i believe it was his mom um i think it was an art teacher or an art historian or something like that. Yeah, he wanted but, to mean, be an artist. Yeah, like there are so many allusions or sort of um, homages to paintings and sculpture in his work. Yeah. And I mean, you see it a lot with the with the DCEU stuff. Yeah. Um, and especially things like um, you saw the, um, the Mother Box video mm-hmm. that they did where like they had all the care, but like each one of those character portraits is an allusion to another painting yeah. um, and things like that. Or like the, the paella, I think it's no, the, um, not the paella. That's a food. <laughs> um, I do want to say anything. Um, no, the, Oh God, I can't remember what it's called, but the, the image of Mary holding the body of Christ oh, okay. um, that you get at the end of BVS um you know when uh, lois is holding superman after yeah. he dies um there's allusions i know to like a famous painting of lucifer where it's like his arm in front of his face and you see the eyes peering over yeah. that one has come up several times um but then there's also sort of the visual symmetry um like the mirror images that he does of his own stuff um like there was one that I saw just the other day that I hadn't even put together, which was the shot in BVS of Superman coming out of the bunker and he's on that ridge overlooking the Omega symbol and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that is mirrored at the beginning of Justice League when Bruce is coming up on the Nordic fishing village. And it's the same shot, but just from you know the opposite angle. So you yeah. get sort of this one vision of the end of everything and this one vision of the beginning of everything. And uh, or even within a movie like BVS, there's sort of the dark mirror image of Bruce when at the beginning, um, not the beginning, but when he uh, is going to the uh, mausoleum and he's walking through the field with the flowers in his hand. Mm -hmm. And then that shot is mirrored when he is going to uh, with the spear to stab Clark. Oh, you're right. Oh, my gosh. And so like there's there's. Twitter accounts that that's just like that's the stuff they post is all this visual symmetry that sort of is reinforcing or even or uh, a Superman shot that does that same thing um, when uh, they're doing the montage of Clark saving people and there's the person looking up at him from the roof uh, and he's backed by the sun and then that's mirrored uh, with Bruce and Clark when he comes down before they start fighting. Yeah. Like it's just it's all this this mirror image and symmetry and like it's all very intentional like everything like that is incredibly intentional. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, his detail again, like his storyboards must be so. Uh, he shoots methodical. what he draws. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's there's been any number of interviews I've watched with him and especially before like before and right after Justice League was coming out and it happened during the first Justice Con last year where he dug out the notebooks and was going through storyboards and talking about like, um, cause he did it. I know when they did the man of steel watch along when he announced um, that they were going to get to do justice league. Yeah. Um, like he got out the man of steel books and was showing story, like his, his storyboards and everything. Like the man maps out the whole movie before he shoots it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he's a very visual guy. And I, I'm not sure if any of that, thinking about it now that i say it i wonder if some of that has to do with his dyslexia mm. like be. it's possible that it's just easier for him to think of it as a visual thing um but i mean the the thing too is and i've, I've had this discussion with other people but i don't think you could argue against the fact that the man is an auteur oh absolutely of course and auteurs are always going to be divisive yeah yeah and like it, nobody is going to be universally loved yeah. So, yeah. And I, again, again, it goes back to what you're saying too. It's like, okay, I, I think you're so right when when you say that he's no tour because it's like that is his style. And yes, it is. We're not saying it's perfect, but we're saying it's his. And it yeah. there are imperfections in that. But man, like the the amount of hate he does get is uh, like 
unprecedented, unfair. So and actually unfair. tied into that thought. Um, because one of the things that he's been wanting to do for years is to make an adaptation of the fountainhead. Mm. And people took that to mean, oh, he's a Randian, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And he's he has said himself he does not agree with Ayn Rand's politics. Yeah. But he wants to make a story, a movie about a guy who is just trying to have artistic freedom and that's not happening <laughs> because that's, that's the story he wants to tell. <laughs> and you know, at the, the end, you know, he just blows up his creation because it's not what he wanted. <laughs> and like, as an artist, like as a fellow artist, I can understand that. Like, this yeah. is the thing I want to make. Just let me make the thing. Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I can understand the impulse to want to tell that story, but because of the book that it is, it's probably going to be a while before he can do that. Cause he's like, yeah, things got to calm down politically before I can even try yeah. that. Yeah. He's, he's interesting. It, he, I just think, you know, who, who, how he has become a character, like, you know, without even trying to be, you know, I, to bring it to Superman, not to say he's Superman, but you know, be all of it or be none of it. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's very much like, why does he have to, bear this burden you know what i mean for for the weight of all fandom and all the entire cinematic yep. universe moving forward and so he's how he's taken that you know gracefully is is it's to be noted because i think yeah. it 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 shows who he is and i i'm just so surprised because he's also just at the end of the day just like a very pleasant young i think the only time i've ever really noticed him lose his cool a little bit like on social media where it's very evident. Like the only two times that come to mind are right when the justice, the first like actual justice league trailer, not the fandom one, but like the first one after that mm -hmm. was going to drop. And uh, some guy on Twitter who just has it out for Snyder anyways, uh, like commented on the trick. Cause it got leaked. There were uh, yeah. all sorts of leaks around justice league, which you were not seeing with some of the other movies, which people thought was odd, but um yeah. But like Snyder replied to the tweet like, hey, that's really cool of you to, you know, comment on a leaked trailer. You know, that, that was the crux of his argument. But it was it was, uh, you know, a understandably pissy response from him. And then uh, when they were trying to do a, a I think it was a red carpet thing or there was some sort of technical issue with like a stream. He was supposed to be always oh, like a digital red carpet with Kevin Smith kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and poor Kevin Smith had to just vamp while they were trying to get this tech issue figured out and uh snyder had commented on vero uh these people are fucking amateurs i swear to god that was yeah. basically the the thought yeah. it's like those are the only two times i can think of that i've seen him lose his cool about anything otherwise he just yeah he seems to take a lot of stuff in stride which is very impressive especially surrounding the i guess the shit storm that was both the i guess the the the, the press media just the media surrounding both films like no yeah. matter what i feel like one of those times where everyone had to have an opinion and it's yeah. like you know ju just let the just let the thing happen and guess what too all those people who wanted to like shit on it guess what they they saw the movie anyways so it's like okay congrats you know yeah um okay i guess we i we can wind down from here i guess my my last question for you is uh, how do you feel? Cause uh, you know, there's, there's, there is the restore the Snyderverse movement. I don't know. I don't know. I really, I can't say never because the lady, his justice, justice League League happened. happened. Yeah. Exactly. Um, my, my last question is how do you feel about at least the uh, projected DC film universe? How, how do you feel about that trajectory? Because it, I think they found a very cool stride like where we can have, I don't know. I like that. Maybe it's not all connected. You know, we, we can have Joaquin Phoenix Joker, just like yeah. we can have Zach Levi Shazam that still technically exists in the same universe as Snyder's man of steel yeah. BVS, you know? And then we have this new flash movie. That's just space jam and the whole thing. And well, and Robert Pattinson's Batman exists in its own world too. Exactly. So, that's so earth too. Yeah. How do you, um, how do you feel about it? I'm I am excited to see all of it just because this is a universe that makes me happy. And so I'm excited to see it continue. Yeah. Um, I definitely understand the people who have a different 
I will just call it a different type of investment than I do because mm -hmm. there are people who are definitely not excited for the flash mainly just because of how Ray Fisher got treated um, in terms of getting kicked off of the movie um, and not wanting. And I, I understand Ray Fisher, like if Walter Hamada is involved, he doesn't want to be a part of it. And I get that. Like, yeah, I totally understand that. Um, but I know that I have, can't tell you how many people I've seen on Twitter who are just like, well, I'll be pirating this one. Like they want to see it, mm -hmm. but they don't want to give their money to it. Yeah. Um, and I, I can completely understand their mindset there. I definitely do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will say that because like the Suicide Squad comes out in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, actually, next week. Next week. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Week. Pretty soon. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I'm excited to see it, but there's also the part of me that's a little worried in the back of my mind that it's just going to be an R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But because it's because it's James Gunn and he's doing a team up movie. So there's, yeah, you're not wrong at all. <laughs> yeah, there's there's the part of me that's a little worried that that's all it's going to be. And it's like we have two Guardians movies. I don't want that. Like, but mm -hmm. I'm still I'm going opening night because, of course, I am. Um, uh, but then, like, yeah, I'm really excited to see The Flash uh, because we're getting more Batfleck, which is great by me. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited to see what the whole idea is there because mm -hmm. i'm like give me a trailer oh my gosh it's yeah you're gonna be years. doing some universe hopping like i need to know what's happening here mm -hmm. um but i'm really you know and i like i'm really excited for black adam i that's, cannot wait to see like a full reveal of that suit that's my Wayne number Johnson one is gonna look uh terrifying yeah terrifying uh, but, like, the stuff i've been seeing from shazam looks really fun especially getting helen mirren in there like how yeah. can you go wrong with helen mirren seriously you and can't. hey you see the costumes yo they look amazing oh my god I'm, so like, good. I'm in love i just love that david sandberg was like hey we're not gonna be able to keep a lid on this here you go you know yeah and that's and that's exactly what uh, andy muschietti did with the supergirl costume too yeah she, they're like you know i think they've kind of realized and they probably already knew but as soon as you go outside and film it's over i'm really really anxious uh, not in a bad way, but I'm anxious to see what Flash's costume update is going to look like. I really did. You know, I loved the Snyderverse costume. Oh, me too. I loved it. I'm like, I'm kind of bummed we don't get more of it, but it's okay. You know? I think he'll, I, if I was a betting man, he's going to start with that suit and yeah. then like, because I mean, that's the thing that happens with Aquaman is you have that starting spot and then you sort of upgrade. Um, but I, that being said, I love the Justice League armor. I love I that armor. It's so um, freaking cool. Cause yeah, at this point it's what Aquaman two. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited to see all of it. Like, especially yeah. cause I think they were saying that Aquaman, I think at one point, cause I know Jason Momoa, I believe did some of the story, some of her, like all of the story treatment, like he had the idea for the story of Aquaman two. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they might be trying to tell a slightly more serious story, yeah. which would make me happy. Cause I, I like his, <laughs> I like his gruff Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. It's a very Peter David take, which is like my favorite Aquaman. So it's very cool. Yeah, re-watching, re because I've been going back through the DCAU on HBO Max. Oh, good. I, I, I'd finished Batman and Batman Beyond. And I did Batman. I did Superman, the animated series, which I actually realized I had not seen all of. But I'd mm -hmm. seen some of it, but not all of it. Uh, I got through Batman Beyond. I watched Static Shock for the first time. And then I started Justice League. And like starting it up and I got to that Aquaman. I'm like, hmm, this seems vaguely familiar. Yeah, right, 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 right. It's literally, yeah. it's, oh my <laughs> gosh. Rough, just leave me alone. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that tracks. Um, you know, actually, I loved, not actually, I knew this would happen. Loved having you on. You know what? I've been actually, I've been, I get my year in advance planned. I'd love to have you on. I'm trying to do a DC fandom recap. And a lot oh. of my, I know if I know you're going to be watching it, I'd love to have you back on to just yeah, digest I'd, all happily. of that. Oh, yeah. great. great. Yeah, when, when is fandom? It's that's like, there's one in October. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. No, I would happily do that. Oh yeah, because I don't see I, any reason why I can't. Oh yeah, I do have it in my calendar, October sixteenth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, great, great, great. Then we can let's let's get that in the books. Uh, yeah. That's I put you while we're recording on blast, so all the fans get to hear this. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Literally, I'll be back. 
Exactly. So, uh, thank you so much for coming on and talking Snyderverse. This was oh, so yeah. fun. Um, I like, you know, what I, we did also, I highly recommend for my fans to go back and listen to, I watched man of steel, BVS ultimate edition, Zack Snyder's justice league. And my friend and I reviewed that. Um, and you know, it, it, we, we said what we liked and we also said what we didn't. And I'm glad that this one was, this episode was mainly positive because I like, I, I think the whole crux of that fan base is like, they just wanted to see, you know, this man's dream fully realized. And that was able to prove to everyone that it is a, it it was a worthwhile story that should have been told from the very beginning. And I I think I do agree with that. Damn Skippy. (laughs) Damn Skippy. I'm glad you feel that way. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on the Cameron podcast, Cameron comics podcast. Will you please just plug once again, where they can find you with your Sherlock Holmes stuff, maybe your Twitter handle, whatever you want. Sure. Um, So yeah, if you want to uh, find me uh, or find my podcast, I should say uh, you can go to, I am lost without my Boswell.com, or you can look us up on Facebook. Uh, I believe on Twitter, we're at Holmes Boswell. Uh, I believe that's our handle on there. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm not necessarily active, but I'm there. Yeah. Um, you can find me at D-A-V-H-A-R-N-O-I-S. Great. And I'll make sure to go uh, plug those in the links in this episode. So oh, sure. cool. Well, thank you so much. We loved having you. And remember, oh, for my fans, make sure to go leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. And if you're on YouTube, be sure to clobber those like and subscribe buttons. As again, yeah, please leave me a five-star rating review on iTunes as well. So thank you, David. You just said some five stars. Just give them the stars. Yeah, I'm like, be nice to me. <laughs> please. <laughs> thank, thank you so much uh, for being on. Loved having you. It was such a treat. My pleasure.